official right now. You in four you, minutes or less. You we gonna crown all of them right this now. This is dedicated. My mama, your mama, you, and you. your baby's mama's mama's mama. This is dedicated to you, wife. You if you're near a woman you. right now, wherever you at, just turn to him say, This is dedicated. To you. you are appreciated. This is dedicated. To I you. appreciate your smile. Thank you. And the number you take to carry and birth a child. Thank you. And the way you play dumb, even when we live in real fast. Ooh, thank you. And even as a single parent mama, you still hold it down somehow. Thank you, mama. Make them ends meet somehow. Thank you, mama. I appreciate your strength. Thank you. Never but your lip to say what's on your mind. Welcome again to another episode of the Cafe. I am, of course, Ryan Hancock, and uh, I'm with my old, with my former radio co-host and good friend Chastity Adams. Chastity, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ryan. It's so good to be back with you. Yeah, I mean, the last, I mean, we went. You know, it's hard to imagine that it was like almost over a, a decade ago we were doing radio uh, together at Christian Brothers, and now. You're doing voiceover work, which is something I have experience in doing uh, voice acting, which is something I have experience in uh, due to uh, my time doing uh, like voiceover work for like various uh, businesses in Memphis and, um, and, and around not only in Memphis, but also in North Mississippi. Um, how did that come to be about? Like when you started, when you uh, decided to uh, with this uh, Thing that you're doing on Clubhouse, the vagina, you're doing, you're reading part of the uh, vagina monologues. How did that come about? Not the vagina monologues, the Virgin Mary monologues. The Virgin Mary monologues. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But how did exactly. that come about? So I started uh, my podcast in 2019 because I realized I missed radio. I was like, man, because you know how you feel like something missing in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I really miss radio. So I started the podcast and then pandemic hits. And then, you know, uh, they started talking about Clubhouse on Twitter. And I was like, what is this? I need to get on here. So I download the app and I'm like, oh, it's, it's just like being on radio. People get to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So I just started talking on Clubhouse, starting rooms, talking to people on there and stuff. And then um, I linked up with a bunch of different people. I think the first thing they did on there was... Um, the Lion King and mm-hmm. so um I was like man that's real cool or whatever and so I just was listening to different things I actually um I auditioned to do Waiting to Exhale and okay. you know I have this real thick uh Memphis accent so he was kind of right. he was kind of like uh that's not what I'm looking for and I was just like like what, what? what part did you audition for with it on uh for in Waiting to Exhale what's Savannah with, was that the one that uh, was played by Whitney Houston or, or Andrew Bassett? No. Leela uh-uh. Rochelle? 
Um, who played Savannah? I want to say it was Loretta Devine. I know Loretta Devine was in it. No, it wasn't Loretta Devine. It was the other lady. So the other, the other person. Damn. Loretta Devine was uh, Bernadette. Nicole was Nicole and Reed Parker in Waiting to Excel. I don't even know who that is, Ryan. Don't give me the line. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. I got my computer right here. Cause I I do remember that Bubba from Forrest Gump was in it. I remember he was in it because he was the one that did "You Raggedy Bitch." <sighs> like like for people of a gen of a different generation, everyone remembers. Everybody knows McKetty Williamson as the guy from Forrest Gump. But no, if you look at the memes on Twitter, he is the "You Raggedy Bitch" guys from Waiting to Excel. And um, I'm actually as I'm as I'm um, talking to you, I'm looking it up myself. I'm Savannah, oh Savannah was with uh, Whitney Houston. I didn't know. Yeah, I, 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 I knew I because I, I remember it was a. Uh, it was I know I do remember Gregory Hines was in it. Even the Allstate guy was in Waiting to Excel, um, which was um, which I didn't even know. I just remember Whitney Houston. And Lila Rashawn and, and Savannah, I mean, uh, Lila Rashawn and Loretta Devine and, and Angela Bassett. Everybody remembers Angela Bassett. I mean, right. But but I, I do always, I've always considered that I think Lila Rashawn, she deserves her flowers just as much as Angela Bassett because she was terribly underrated. She was everywhere um, during that time and, and during that time during the 1990s. So you didn't get way to a cell and how did this opportunity come up with uh, the Virgin Mary uh, monologue? So there's a lady on Clubhouse um, whose name is uh, Dee Spencer. She goes by Dee Works. Uh, she's the director of Virgin Mary monologues. And since we've been on Clubhouse, she has called me her Clubhouse manager because whenever I'm in an audition room, I'm always pinging her into the room. And mm -hmm. um so she's done a lot of production. She's done uh, most recently The Wiz. She's gonna be part of the PTR crew for for Colored Girls that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and she's done she's done a lot of oh she did Waiting to Exhale as well. She was aunt she was somebody auntie, but um so she's done a lot of stuff. And so she asked me she was like, hey, do you want to be the production manager? And I was like, sure, I'll help you, you know, whatever, like that. So as we're going through audition processes, like we're in the middle of rehearsals, right? And so we're going through, and it was it was one monologue in particular, the one I'm doing, Backslider. It follows a very integral monologue to the story, right? It's, uh, mm -hmm. She's called Evangelist Frustrated. And she's mm -hmm. exactly that. She's a frustrated woman in the church, and she's ready to end it all. And then my monologue, Backslider, comes in and Backslider, is it feeds off of Evangelist Frustrated. So mm -hmm. I was like, this monologue has to be performed. I was like, it has to be performed. And I got to reading it and I was like, hmm, let me see. So this was like two and a half weeks ago, I said something about reading it. And I thought they were like, no, nah, we're not going to use it, whatever. So I didn't bring it up anymore. And Sunday, they were like, Chaz are you going to read for Backslider? And I was like, okay then. So I <clears throat> must up my courage and I just, and I read it. And they were silent. 
Like they didn't say anything. And I was like, uh, hello, was it good? Was it bad? And in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, it was terrible. They hated it. And they were, they were like, Chad, you have to perform that. That was beautiful. It was like, oh, so perfect. And I was just like, okay, cool. So they were like, we're going to surprise the rest of the girls with it. So we had our uh, meet the cast yesterday. And at the end, we let all the girls go through. And then um, they were like, also, our production manager is going to be reading Backslider. And then I changed my PTR and put my picture up. And they were like, oh, my God. So this is going to be my first time doing anything like this. I'm excited. Um, I actually wanted to get into voice acting. Like, I wanted to do animation. Like, this right here is very dramatic. So mm-hmm. this is different from what I wanted to do with animation, you know, do different voices and stuff. But I'm just going to treat it like I'm reading a story for, like, Audible or something, and we just going to do it. You know, I think the one thing, like, doing, there's not too many, like, African-American women in voice work. Like, I, and when I say, like, we're talking about, like, doing voice uh, acting. Uh, for me, growing up, um, there was Cree Summer, who, had, who we all know is the voice of Susie Carmichael, but she did a lot of other voices as well. And when you think of, like, and, and even Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil did voice of Shredder on Ninja Turtles. He did the villain thing. And I mm-hmm. always was very more adamant and very more wanted and more and more in demand of more opportunities for black women. Not only not just African American men, because like whenever they get like these casting uh directors, they get the same African American man or African American woman to do uh a voiceover work, like voiceover work. Like the reason why like what got me into doing voiceover work uh was there was this commercial for uh I never told you that you and Nico this story. There was a place called Zanzibar. Zanzibar was on South Main, and it was an African restaurant. And somehow, um, there was a station called ninety-eight point nine here in, uh, up in Memphis. And I remember um, going to a some I don't know it was something. And I was like I called the station. And I asked them, did they need someone to do the reading of this commercial? I was like, they were looking for someone to do the commercial. So I sent, I called, I called a number, put my number, put my voice over the voicemail. And I did, um, if you want fine food in Nambiyan, come to Zanzibar. Zanzibar, 461 South Main, is a South Main historic district. I had to turn my voice from this Memphis accent to this light, I would say South African British accent to do it. And when I was in high school, there was a girl named Alicia, she's married now, Alicia Skull. She used to always make fun of my voice because it was very deep and then I could always change it. But I've always been very adamant about getting more women into voice over work. Because I think there are a lot of, there's a lot uh, of great, talent out there, especially African American women in the in the in the world of voice, in the world of voice overwork. So we gotta talk about our days at Pirate Radio. And they were very infamous. If oh, yeah. I mean it, it was mainly because of me, because I think I wanted to do the shock jock thing. And then 
I think when you started with me and Nico, you were like, Ryan, you're going to have to calm down. Like, I was, like, all over the place. And, you know, and I think, but but I think, like, what were some of your favorite moments apart from me getting on my ass when we were in college mm-hmm. from doing the Pirate Radio? Like, we had so much fun. Like, we had, like, remember the we Twitter, did. The Twitter, the Twitter trending topics? We used to read that every Tuesday. Like, they had, like, one about, like, uh, it was, like, the Fat Girl remix. Um, it was a guy named Cameron Granger. He had the he had he had the funniest fat girl remix tweet, and that hard that's hard to imagine. That's been ten years ago, like eleven years ago. Right. And then we had we had just so much fun, and I just kind of hate that CBU just did not support it. They the school didn't support it at all. I think my favorite. So my favorite thing didn't even have anything to do with the show. Like, uh-huh. I don't know how Nico got his hands stuck in the drawer. <laughs> and what? It was a drawer? When he, you know, the handle on the drawer, the desk drawer where we uh-huh. were, um, he got his hand like stuck in it. Like, I don't know how he did that, but he got his hand stuck. And that was the most I remember being I remember looking at him like dude what the fuck are you doing how the fuck, are you, how the fuck did you get your shit stuck in the damn drawer <laughs> oh man that is hilarious there was also the time there was also the time when um let me think we I never did any crime call I'm trying to think what else oh yeah coach Gronger came in who? On our show, coach, uh, the, the basketball, the women's basketball coach. He was the coach when y'all oh, first got. Yeah. He came on. We had, we had every fucking, I think every single sorority. Dion, Dion Smith came on our show. Deidre came on. It was the last show, the um, the last show of the semester, and I think Martin, Martin, Martin would come on every Wednesday. But I think that time, like I, I, I remember talking to Nico. Like I've been in Memphis like a couple of times, Jackie, and I've gone up to CBU, and it doesn't even feel the same. Like everybody, it, yeah, it feels like a different, different place. Everybody like left. Like when after 2013, everybody just left. Like I went up there, um, in 2016, I was up there. In 2017, I was up there. When I went up to Memphis, and um, I remember walking around the campus, and I'm like, I can only recognize a few people. Like Steve-O was still there, Officer John was still there. I think I wanted Tim was still there, and Val was still there. Miss Val, I think Miss Val, Miss Val was still there. Like the last time I talked to her, she was there. and it just did not feel the same. And I think Wilson is still there. Yeah, Wilson. Wilson's never leaves. Wilson never leaves. Like I talked to him the other day. Uh, Dan Walker, who was my neighbor, he was on our po- my podcast on Sunday. But apart from the show, what were some of your favorite memories of CBU? Ryan, you gonna put me on blast like that? I, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, you're the guest. I mean, I think everyone gets tired of hearing my phony Yankee accent. Um, this is gonna sound really bad, but 
I don't I don't really have any other like favorite memories like I met some great people mm-hmm. but like I was glad to get away from that place when I graduated I was like okay bye you, you know what the more that you think about it you're not the only one because I was happy I didn't even go to my Vanguard like I just say mail my fucking shit my mom was like my mom was like I don't want to go. Like I like the people there were dope. The people there were like a lot of the folks there were dope. But in terms of like memories, I think some of the only memories I have is us doing that show together. And exactly. And I think when one of the things that I remember the most was that with the next the following year, it couldn't find anybody to keep it going. Like now I'm at WTUL here in New Orleans and this is a college radio station. And the kids and for the most part, Cassidy, the kids are very, they, you know, there's a support, there's a support system there at Tulane University. There never was a support system for, for power radio or anything of that matter at Christian Bros. Like Joe Burke, graduated from Christian Bros. Now, his son went there, too, but I'm talking about Joe Burke, the guy from Channel 5. That man has not... I'm no homo. That dude has never aged. That dude has not aged. He looks the same from when I was a kid. He still looks the same from when I was a kid. But how do you not utilize Joe Burke to say, hey, help us raise money to to, uh, to keep Pirate Radio going? How do you not utilize the Memphis community? They never did that. And they never did it. And they and they, they don't like it, it's it's the it's the thing. Like when I talk to people about CDU, they they always say they were happy to leave. And I and, and, and I say you're not the only one because I was one of those people. I was happy to leave. And I'm gonna tell you this story and I'm gonna shut up and uh, let you talk. Okay, so I started this t shirt business, right? It was like this mm-hmm. bad idea. I just started off the and I had did these Forever Kendrick Hall shirts, and I was gonna sell them for the alumni weekend. I'm thinking, I said, okay, here's my plan. I will donate 5% of the sales to the School of Art at Christmas. Three, I donate part of that to the school. I, they were like, they were like, the, the bookstore, they were all supportive of. They were like, they, they, they weren't interested in it, but they're like, hey, you can sell them at alumni weekend. I called the alumni association. Them folks didn't call me back. They didn't call me back. I was like, look, you can pay for my, I'll pay for my trip, my plane ticket up to Memphis. I'll do all those things. And they never returned my phone call. Nothing. And it was a nice looking shirt. I was going to sell them for like $20, $25. They were like in different colors. And I remember being like, you all basically do it for chance. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna keep it moving. And I and, and I think that's the way with it. I think that's what a lot of people have to do. I had a friend of mine, Mark Plesky, campus security stopped him when he came back from homecoming, right, Chastity? He comes back mm-hmm. from homecoming. And he's like, here's a guy whose fam his parents graduated from the university. He has two degrees from the university. And camp security was like, you have fake IDs, and they were trying to detain him. Yeah, I was like, 
he was, and this wasn't no black guy, this was a white guy. He, did. he played baseball for the university and he texted me, he's like, yo, Ryan, they, um, they, um, they detained me because I had, um, you know, I had, um, uh, 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 they thought I had a fake ID. I'm like, what? How? And he was like, I, he, he literally told, this came out of his own mouth. He's like, I'll never give another risk into this universe. And there's a lot of people that think that way. It's like, you know, a part, you know, it's like you go into this school with this rose, these rose colored glasses, then eventually it completely discombobulates in front of you in, 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 in your face. It really does. Yeah, basically, like I've had a whole lot of bad experiences with campus security, even professors at the university and I'm just like how how is it this way we spend way too much money to be here like if you looked at in other places it's like a really really good school and then when you get there and see how they're treating people it's like what is going on here why is this happening so I was the only thing I appreciate CBU for is in the business department a lot of those classes really um helped me to get where I am professionally um, mm -hmm. working working in the corporate sector um so like just just from the school and the the coursework that came with it they're like okay you're really prepared for you know for this job so the thing I do appreciate about the school is mm -hmm. how prepared they made us for like if we went into corporate sector mm -hmm. or whatever like job readiness so I appreciate you for that, but um, yeah, I was glad to get away from there. I think one of, like, I used to talk about camp security, like, there was a couple of times I had went up there, and I had went up there to get some stuff done for, like, for, for, the, for the upcoming school year, and I get escorted off the campus twice, and I'm on the phone with me, I called Nico, I said, Nico, I used to call, I called him, because every time at CBU, everybody, if you saw me, everybody looking for Nico. You saw Nico, everybody was looking for me. So this was the summer of 2011. And I was working for a gold company. This was like my final year at the school. And I called, I went up there to get some work done. And they were like, are you a student here? I'm like, yeah, I got, like, I showed them my, 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 my student ID card. It was like, it was smart, but shit. I'm like, okay, I went here. So this guy, the security guard, it wasn't Officer John, because Officer John knew. Wasn't Shannon or any of them other folks. But it was mm -hmm. this other dude that basically escorted me off of campus. And eventually they had made it so where if you were not an alum or a student, you couldn't use the computers in ITS or in the Plow Library. That's the same, that the final year I was at CBU was when they started doing that shit. Because people could walk up to that school. Because I grew up in that neighborhood. That's the nearest library. Like, that place was, like, the only place between the new library and where I grew up where you have access to public computers. And they started you telling people, if you are not a student there, you couldn't use a computer. Mm -hmm. 
that was the same year because I remember the second time I called Nico, I said, yo, man, these folks just escorted me off campus for using computers. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, people gonna remember that, you know? And 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 for the most part, I, I think back to when Cliff died, he, he didn't really do shit for Cliff. I'm serious. You remember when Cliff died, right? Back in uh, mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah, they didn't do, like, they didn't do shit. People, I think Rhodes did more for him than CBU. And yeah, they just we had to organize our own thing. Yeah. And it, it was like, it was not, it was nothing surprising to me uh, about it. So, um, yeah, and by the way, I am just keeping the audio. It's just going to be the audio because the audio is going to go straight to us. Uh, I'm recording for the, the audio is going to be on iTunes. It's not going to be like video because I always tell people like the audio, when you're doing the audio only, it's a better quality and stuff. But uh, yeah, in closing, uh, Chassie, tell our listeners where they can find, uh, where they can find, uh, where, where they can uh, listen in to uh, the Virgin Mary monologue. Um, if they are on Clubhouse, they can um, find me. They can look for me on um, Clubhouse at It's Chat, though. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Drop the phone. Um, <laughs> I-T-S. <laughs> it's like we back in Nolan. You remember, like, right. we were, like, this is like we were back in Nolan. Like, we all had to cramp into that space and use one. I think we had to use one microphone. Yeah, yeah, one mic, one mic, one fucking mic. I mean, could you imagine doing that during a, a pandemic? Right. We I'm had like, to pass it around. Yeah, we had to pass it around. I'm like, uh, y'all better sanitize this shit. Yeah, but um, yeah. So they can they can follow me on Clubhouse at it's chat though i t s c h a t t t h o and mm-hmm. um. Yeah, if they follow me, they'll see the room that I'm in. Um, the event is uh, the 26th and 27th at uh, 7 Central Time. Mm-hmm. I know the flyer says 8, so that's Eastern. So um, it's 7 Central Time. So they can um, follow me and hit the bell. That way, when I go into a room, they'll get the notification. Um, right now, that's the only way that they can... Listen, so. Well, Chastity, well, thank you so much for dropping by the podcast, folks. You can listen to the podcast on tomorrow afternoon. And once again, thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we'll see you on